You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you for joining me. This is not my usual upload. Um, this is purely for the members of BBR and the patrons of the site. And it's an early release. It's not something I've released anywhere else. It might go on YouTube in a couple of months. I'm not sure. But this is for your ears only. And I wanted to do this because just to show appreciation, really, for the fact that you've taken not only your time, but that you've helped out financially and enabled me to do what I do. I wouldn't be able to do this without your help. I sometimes can't afford the web fees, let alone anything else. Um, everything comes out of my pocket. I don't have any backers or anything like that. And being disabled, I'm not well enough to work. So it's really hard doing what I do. And the support that you give me enables me to do that. And I wanted you to not only know that, but to know just how many people that you have helped by your contributions and just by being there and supporting and clicking like and doing what you do it gives people the courage to come forward now as i said this is not going to be shared with the general public um and these accounts are in a raw state so they've not had any any editing there's no spelling been changed or any grammar or anything like that and many of the witnesses are now bbr members and it's with their permission that i can now share them with you so please excuse me if I stumble on the odd occasion or I get mixed up or I have to go back a little bit. Some of the text is a little hard to untangle. And as you know, when people write in England, they tend to write in their regional dialects. And I've picked accounts from all across the UK in the hopes that there's something not too far away from you. Um, you may hear me have a drink every now and again, which I'm going to have to because... <laughs> Unfortunately, it's it's going to be a long one. So um, it's just me and you having a chat about some of the accounts that have come in over the years. Not all of these have made it actually out into the public. And that's simply because we just have so many reports that come in. Um, and they will be in time. They will be written up by running through an app. And the app kind of adds, changes any spelling and suggests things like grammar nothing more it doesn't put any words in or anything like that it just gives you a better way to say uh, say the sentence and i normally run it before the witness first and they okay it and that's when we go forward and we put it onto youtube and facebook and everything like that but as i say tonight this is for your pleasure only so i shall stop waffling and i will get on with it 
Now, here in the UK, I am often asked, what does a British Bigfoot look like? And my usual answer is, as varied and as different as each human being on the planet. Then, I usually follow by explaining that it's only outside of the UK that they're referred to as the British Bigfoot. And it's not something any of the people reporting the encounters ever say. Now, even in today's era, where Bigfoot is as well known as Disney, he sells everything from jerky to turkey, with no copyrights to stop anyone using the name as a brand, the word Bigfoot is a household name, even here in the UK. I mean, children's movies are being made about it now. Uh, last night, I was watching a programme and Rob um, Lowe, I think it was Wild Bill, actually said something about Bigfoot in Lincolnshire, of all places. So, most of our creature encounters are reported as eight men or wild men, to be honest. And this is the reason for today's uh, post. Bigfoot is a known subject worldwide. But still, the witnesses here refer to the creature as more human-like or like an ancient wild being of some kind. Almost like the Almas of Russia or the Puka or the Leshy, that kind of creature. Now, my own theory is we're dealing with a hominid of some kind. Something on our family tree, but that is just conjecture. And the honest answer is, I don't know. I don't think any of us know for certain. But we each have our own theory. And the accounts that I will read to you tonight will probably fit in with some of your theories. And I hope that they do. Now today, I've put together a number of reports for you. Where the witnesses describe the creature in detail. And they give their own name for the creature that they saw. As an example, Stapleford Wood Creature 2013. Now, a report came in from a lady named Kerry, and it was concerning a sighting she and her husband Brett had in Stapleford Woods. And that's a 750 area acre of forest on the Knotts Lincolnshire border. Now, Kerry made this report to Adam Bird even before I came along, so this would have been about 2010, 2011, um, when it happened. So, both Kerry and Brett saw the animal at the same time. But they did have some differing opinions as to what they had seen and experienced. Now, these are Adam's notes. They were taking a two-year-old Jack Russell dog named Kiwi for a walk in the woodland when they heard what they described as a high-pitched screech. Realising it wasn't that far away from whatever made the sound, Brett decided to have a look and investigated further. He was soon surprised to see some kind of dark animal walking through the trees. He quickly called over Kerry, who picked up Kiwi in fear. Now, Kerry describes the animal as follows. Whatever it was, was walking on all fours, like a dog walk. But it wasn't a dog. It was walking in an odd way, sort of lumbering along. And I know there are reports of big black cats in the area, so I was certain it was a large cat, maybe a panther. Now, Brett saw the same thing, but he had a completely different idea. It was about five foot long, with a sharp pointy head. The hair, not fur, was short, and we could see patches of bare skin through it, like it was losing some of its hair in places. My husband wanted to follow it as it walked away deeper into the trees, but I stopped him. We had no idea what it was or how it would react. That scared me, and I thought it maybe could be dangerous. 
When I asked Brett if it was some kind of wild cat, he said, no. He got the impression it was like a monkey or an ape-type thing. Similar shapes to an orangutan or chimpanzee, but with stronger, more solid arms and muscles like a bear. I just assumed it was a big cat, as we're in the UK. But now I think back, I did not see a tail, and it didn't move like a cat would. Now, it could have been an injured cat, maybe, but my husband says it was like an ape, but different. Now, I had a bird message Kerry back as soon as he read a message, and whilst big cat sightings have been reported in Staplefield Woods over the years, this account was of interest to Adam because of the unusual description, the odd way it walks and the lack of its tail, and also the patchy hair with skin showing through. Brett swears it was an ape-like creature. Now, I've taken reports many, many times from people who've described what they describe as a cat-like creature. The tatam one jumps to mind straight away. It was that dark and it skulked across the lights on the front of the car, so he couldn't really describe it. And he said that it wasn't cat-like, but it must have been a cat because it couldn't have been anything else. And that happens continuously. And people will also say, well, it must have been a bear. It couldn't have been anything else. Well, we don't have bear in the UK. As far as we know, we don't have bear in the UK. There was, if I remember, on the Hackney Marshes, two bear heads found in the 70s when they were looking for... um, said creature, but when a number of boys reported a bear-like man down on the Hackney Marshes. And if you look on the sightings map, there's quite a few bear-type accounts around the area. Also, on the Horseshoe Pass in Wales, you get the bear-type accounts. Now, Salisbury, as you know, is one of our ancient sites, and a hairy ape-man figure was seen by an army member on Salisbury Plain. And as most of you know, Salisbury Plain is MOD land. So it's not accessible by your average human. Um, And it would be empty for weeks and weeks and weeks unless there was ongoing exercises. Now, the witness's name was George Price. And he reported something um, in 2002, many years after the experience. And it had lived in his mind as clear as day, he said, uh, for a number of years now. You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. I'd like you to get some training. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It happened in September of 2002 when he was a serving soldier in the British Army. He wrote his encounter down and shared it with many people throughout his life. He said, we were on exercises that day on Salisbury Plain. I was a commander and I was in the turret of our tank. We were advancing to contact our warriors across enemy ground. I was scanning the landscape for any obstacles or opposition. And when I turned to my five o'clock position, I looked right at a large ape-like figure. It looked scared because of the loud noise from the engines and the other tanks were moving at speed all around. I couldn't believe my eyes. I punched my gunner to get his attention so he'd look at it because he couldn't hear me shouting over the engine. We both saw it and it ran into the nearby prickly shrubs. Its fur was similar to an orangutan in colour and also the same length and flow of it. Its face looked black or darkish but I couldn't see its facial features clearly. Being in my position where I was too high at an angle above it to get a really good look at the face, it was more its gait that stood out, the way that it moved, that was the strangest. It was very fast and seemed to run with large strides. Its height was impressive too. Now it must have been six foot plus, but it seemed to run with its back low, like bent over. Now you will hear that over and over again. You get that in both the eight-man reports and the dogman reports. This crouched, hunched, almost hunchback stance and this lolloping gape. Now it's an amazing sight to see it disappear into the shrubs, he said. I kept staring at this spot as my tank was moving away from where it had entered, but it never emerged again. It seemed as if there was a hole below the bush that it dived into. And we have to discuss at some point the theory that maybe they are subterranean beings and this is one of the reasons that they can disappear at will almost in the woods. Do they have entrances that lead to subterranean cave systems? Now, Britain is underrun entirely by cave systems, many of which stretch past Europe um, and off into... I think Tunisia and Portugal, I know they're definitely in Romania and that kind of area. Now, getting back to George, he said, it seems as if there was a hole beneath the bush that it dived into. I observed the area at a distance for a while via the tank's optics, but nothing else was seen. Now, it must have been terrified to move with half the British Army tearing Salisbury Plain up. I told my superiors as soon as we stopped, but it was laughed off by them. So I never mentioned it much after that. I did ask my gunner about it and he said that he'd seen it but not well enough to describe it. It has bothered me to this day so I thought I'd share it with you and I wish I'd stopped to see it now. And it was right next to me and it was a very strange experience. Now George is not the only soldier in the UK that has made this kind of report. I can think instantly of Holcombe um, Catrick and there's one other and it won't come into oh R.F. Elkenbury where creatures upright bipedal hairy creatures have been reported um, at R.F. Elkenbury they call it the hard stand monster um, and it always runs off to the north if you're near uh, R.F. Elkenbury and you want a bit of in, inside information the woods that I mentioned are always mentioned to the north of the base. Um, I can't get them to jump into my mind in the moment that the name's called. But if you're looking at the base on the map, and the map's a clock, 
the woods that you're interested in are at five past one in that direction and you will notice that because it's all military land it has now been turned into a nature reserve and there's a lovely little river that runs through there that I think may be an ideal corridor. Now those reports down at Alconbury for anyone who's interested have come in over a 30 year period and they have all been by serving soldiers and as you know they have a lot to lose by saying that they've had experiences like George. Now when I shared this account many years ago I was contacted by George's granddaughter and you can actually see in the comments, if you go and look at the Salisbury Plain video, you can see where she's wrote to me and said that George is her grandfather and she confirmed his story and said that he still spoke about it and he never tried to hide it or hush it up. He was confident about what he saw that day and that it was a creature of some kind. Not a man, but not an ape either. A somewhat mixture of the two and that is a wonderful way to describe them. Myself and many of the other witnesses describe this almost simian, apish man face. The nearest I could get would be Heidel Bagensis um, or Heidel Agaster. And they're a good um, candidate, Agaster. I think it was a 14-year-old male um, measured the thigh bone and he would have been around about 7 feet at the age of 14. But I don't think we had a gaster here in the UK. I know we had Idlebegensis and Neanderthalis, but I'm not sure about a gaster. Um, strangely enough, also another um, hominid that made stick structures, but so did Idlebegensis. If you look on Google at some of early man's stick homes, what you'll see is the kind of things that you're finding out there in the woods. Um, I'm not saying that the Bigfoot made or that the Wildman made. I'm just saying we humans seem to have followed a very similar path. We use the same um, foraging routes that the sightings now line up on them, which is really strange. Now, other reports in the area, and as many people will know, Stonehenge and Salisbury Plain are linked. So... The areas offers a very similar description. Um, other reports in the area, these are my notes, so other reports in the area offer a very similar description. Each describe the same creature, uh, but named very differently. My writing's atrocious, I can't read it. The Groverly Wood creature was a report made in 2013 by a young lady who was out with her mother in the woods when they experienced a strange creature that ran off away from them. Ah, I remember this one now, she was on a horse. And the witness stated, I was out riding in Groverly Wood, Salisbury, Wiltshire. It was just about getting dark, so it was around dusk. I was on the horse and mum was walking along beside me. When about 50 metres ahead of us, there was a very tall, large, dark figure. What it was, I'm not entirely sure. But he, notice she says he, he looked much bigger than a human male. And when this creature moved, it was in a non-human way. It moved with speed that was incredibly inhuman-like. And it moved with a sort of loping stride. The creature... The strange thing is, my horse didn't spook. Which is strange, since he's generally quite a nervous animal. Could this still have been a creature if my horse didn't react? Now, to me... This And this is only conjecture, um, a little bit like Patterson and Gimlin. When you're on a horse, maybe that disguises your smell. So 
the horse isn't bothered because what it's smelling is animalistic and the creature's not bothered because what it's smelling is animalistic and unfortunately you've got a human there in the mix. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying that's where my mind goes, but I've got big pot on the brain. Um, same area, Groveley, uh, quite a well-known area to people and it will lead you into something else in a minute and you'll start to notice not only the description in the Lolloping Gate and this thing... Um, I won't spoil it for you, but Groveley Wood, another area that's there. In the, now, the very first report there was in 1877. Now, a lot of people dismiss these reports, um, and I wouldn't, I don't, because you had to be incredibly rich to get a written report. You had to have, like, a, a scribe, as they were called, to write your journal. And back in the day, before there was newspapers, there was these things called the penny papers. Now, anything that happened on the very early printing press, they would make the story and they would print it and they would send it around the country. So these became like our internet. It was a way of people exchanging what was happening across the country. So any of these accounts that you find, like Stainsfield, there's an account in the penny papers from Stainsfield where it says that the village was named for two wild men that's fought upon a field and obviously the blood was stained uh, hence the name Stainfield and there's lots of pubs around the UK if you notice that are called after wild men and when you read historically about the villages or the hamlets where these are there is invariably a story of a wood woose or a wild hairy ape man of some kind even Arcus, um, the Arcus, the wild man of Arcus very first original written report state that he was taken from the sea and he was covered in hair everywhere. Later on, when we want to get touristy and we want to make a bit more money on it, he suddenly becomes half mermaid with his mermaid tail. Sadly, was kept in a dungeon somewhere with a chain on him. There's a very old sketch of that. So, yeah, Groveley Woods, I digress. Wild Men and Woodworth in 1877. Now, in the old penny papers, as I say, there is a story of the Wild Men of Groveley. He entered a farm and tried to kidnap the farmer's wife and keep her for himself. The farmer opened fire on the creature, which fled and was never seen again. Now, another report made by a young lady just last year states, myself and my mother saw something we just cannot explain. They were quite far away, so I didn't quite get a look at the faces of them or anything. But you could tell it wasn't people. These figures stood out as odd. They were two really big figures in a faraway field that were standing upright and striding along at quite a fast pace together. One was light brown and the other one was darker. Then they were moving at a fast pace away from us. It looked like they were crossing from one wood to another and we'd caught them mid-run. They walked from behind the bush and were heading. It looked like... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like to the next clump of trees. It looked like two eight-man things. Now, 
I pulled up a number of photographs, um, early hominids, uh, chimp, ape, gorilla, the usual stuff, uh, wood woos, um, American Sasquatch, Bigfoot, that kind of thing. And what she pointed at was uh, a very famous, um, if you're in the Bigfoot world, a, a drawing uh, of two Bigfoots crossing a field. And she said that it looked like that, but more apish. So very similar description, upright, tall, hairy, bipedal creatures crossing from one wood to the next, moving incredibly quickly at speed. Um, now, a very peculiar account comes from Stonehenge, which is literally a stone's throw away, and that is not a pun, it really is just a stone's throw away, as you can see if you look at the map image. Now, this time the witnesses were a couple out visiting the ancient site, and it was at night, and as they were watching from the car, a strange eerie light appeared. Um, I think they got out of the car, actually, and it became foggy all at once. And as they neared the stones, the car headlights illuminated a, bang, a band of fog, and when they got out of the car, all was still. Then they noticed a dark figure standing next to one of the stones, about seven foot tall, almost as broad and completely black and featureless. The figure then began to plod purposely towards them, stomping its feet heavily. Now the figure kept on coming through and reached the car just as the couple rolled off. Uh, I think I'm just going to read it from the, the writing that's on here. I don't normally do that. I normally just read my notes. It's a bit scripted when I read it from... But, right, so we both were shocked and we keep asking each other if we definitely saw that. So, as I say, two upright, hairy, moving creatures from one field to another... But that's just one small area of the UK. Let's have a look at some reports from farther afield and see if the same descriptions and patterns come up. And keep a note of the ancient sites that get mentioned. Now, the Colchester Big Hairy Man, 2012. A lady reporting on behalf of herself and her husband wrote in about their experience on a normal Sunday afternoon walk. Suffolk, where we live, is a very rural county. But like all of England, it's a long way from anything remotely like the wilderness. It's beautiful, actually. Anyway, it was early afternoon and we were just out walking along a quiet road. And to our left, all along the way, there were some woods. And to our right, there was lots of open fields. And we were just walking along chatting when my partner suddenly stopped and said something like, Oh, I've just seen a big area. Am I in the woods? I had a brief look into the woods where he pointed. And I didn't expect to see anything. And I didn't. Nevertheless, I was keen to get away. Not scared exactly. I just had a keen sense to get away. Anyway, that was about it, really. There isn't much more to tell. It was all over in a flash and we walked off quickly. And I didn't discuss it too much with him until about a few weeks ago. When I asked him to describe what he'd seen, and he said the figure was about six feet five to seven feet tall, somewhere around there. It seemed to have longer hair on the head and upper body, but was hairy all over. And it was following parallel course to us in the woods. And this, that shadowing behaviour comes up quite often. I asked him if it had looked at us, and he said he didn't remember. But the fact that it may have looked at us is what may have caught my partner's attention in the first place. My partner said he could detect some definition in the facial area, but no clear features. And he was also aware of a strong muscular definition in the upper body area. 
even through the hair. And at no time did my partner feel menaced or afraid of what he saw. Now the Smithen Hill Wood Wolf. Now there is lots of debate on what a wood wolf is. Normally depicted as um, a gentleman of some kind completely covered in hair. And what people have to take into account is in periods of history we painted things in a certain way. So um, at the time that's how they painted him when he was the green man they painted him as something else to carve him they put him in churches he's everywhere in our history if you look um but he seems to fade out of fashion and then the shuck reports start where people start describing these black hairy creatures There's two kinds of shucks you get like the shug monkey which is down on all fours very solid creature that's moving then you got these shucks these kind of dogs that people see and then a menacing things always happens after them it never worried me that as a kid because I used to think, well, surely if you wait long enough, something's going to go bad anyway. So maybe you've just seen like a spectral dog or something like that. And then the next thing it goes, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe not. Many of the witnesses are incredibly credible. So Shook is a name that comes up a lot. And so is Woodwolves. And Smithen is a really small hamlet in uh, East Suffolk, I think it is. And a gentleman made a report about a strange experience he had had on Smithen Hill. And he had added, I was in the woods of Smithen Hill, Somerset, when I encountered a woodwoose. I was on a walk where the hunters normally go when I heard a snap of a twig. I thought nothing of it and continued on my way, wondering if it had been a deer. Now soon my dogs got agitated and ran up home. And then I became aware of a foul smell. At this point, I decided to take a shot across, across the wood. I was miffed at the dogs, to be honest, so I didn't give it much thought. Now, I was aware of soft breathing sound that seemed to be following alongside me, and I began to run. But I tripped after about ten feet, turning my ankle painfully and hit the ground. I decided to turn around and meet my pursuer, expecting a human, only to see a large, about seven foot, dark brown, hairy, ape-like man. For about 20 seconds, it just stood, about 10 feet away, staring at me. I was laying on the ground, and occasionally it would tilt its head as if to find out what I was. Then it moved off into the forest. Now, I would have followed it, but my ankle was in quite a lot of pain. It was definitely a very strong beast but it seemed quite placid and smart. Now, the area is easy enough to ride out in. In fact, my house is an old mining cottage, complete with underground abandoned mine shafts, where miners historically have said that they'd seen strange beasts watching them when they came back in the morning, mining carts and equipment had been pushed over or thrown, but they always put it down to ghosts and spirits, so nobody considered a wood wolf or a wild ape man. Farmers have had sheep go missing and then found the mangled carcasses, but they put it down to a large cat like the puma, which is rumoured to live here now. Sometimes I get a bit annoyed that people are willing to believe in ghosts and spirits, but not my story about seeing what they now call a British Bigfoot. I'm not too many miles away and still within walking distance. We have the report by a gentleman travelling along the railway. On He was on a train journey one day in November of 2017. It was a Friday morning. Uh, I think it was um, 2018, actually, because it was me who took the report. 
It was a Friday morning and I was on a train from Exeter to Bristol at approximately 11.30 and there was probably only 30 to 40 people on the platform when the train arrived. Um, and when I was chatting with him, he said nobody was paying any attention. Everybody had their eyes on their iPad or their iPhone. Um, he said in my carriage it was probably 10 to 12 people. Most of them had their head in either mobile phones or morning newspapers. And I haven't been on a train for years, so I seemed keen to take in the scenery. About 10 miles from Bristol, we were travelling through an area, and in the fields to my right, I saw something I can't describe, which was a large, which was large in the middle of the field walking. It was walking kind of hunched over, and all I could tell you was it was a black figure. They guess I would have said it was 70 to 100 metres away from the train. My eyes were glued on it at, the po at that point. I was watching the way the thing was walking, almost towards the side of the field. It was edged right up to the hedgerow, as if to walk alongside the hedge itself, almost like it was using the hedge for cover. To my eye, whatever it was seemed to take massive strides, and it was covering the ground very quickly. As I spun my head to the left to see if anybody else on the train had seen what I was looking at, I was surprised to see that nobody was really looking out from the seats in my direction, or any direction other than down to be fair. I thought it was just somebody walking through a field, as if they were not acting, if they were not acting in such a strange manner, with such a strange gait, and hugging the bushes to stay hidden. Surely a person wouldn't do that, or would look, wouldn't look like that. At this point of seeing the black figure, I realised the tree line behind it was probably around 200 metres away, and had a thick, dense forest behind it. I have no proof whatsoever to share, uh, to show you only my word. Oh, I know what that feels like. Pardon me, I'm just having a cup of tea. Now, as I've explained, there are so many names for these creatures. One of my favourite is the bull beggar. Now, a bull beggar is another word used for a bogeyman or a bogger in Somerset. And these mischievous spirits throughout history um, were thought to cause mishap and frighten lonely travellers. There's a gentleman who lives out on Creech Hill who saw such a creature from his cottage and he does so on a regular basis. He made uh, one report which stated, I'm a local person who has lived at the bottom of the hill for 22 years. We regularly hear these chilling screams late at night. And I have also seen the tall, gaunt, hunched-shouldered man walking through the path in the woods. The dog was running behind him once and he didn't like it one bit. Now, it may be the area, of its, of the, it may be the area itself that is of interest. As you may have noticed, many of the reports I've brought to you today are next to or directly upon our ancient sites. And Creech Hill is one of those ancient sites. It's uh, an ancient hill fort. Now, some sources also suggest that the hill was the site of a pagan temple, which became a Christian shrine during the Dark Age. Now, Creech Hill has been known to have a long history uh, with being a place of evil and a home to wicked spirits that seek to scare the hell out of anyone who should be unlucky enough to traverse its lonely trails late at night, uh, reports Weird Suffolk. Now, a farmer who was returning home late one night when he came upon a prone figure in the road. 
being a helpful kind, he bent down to see what was the matter with the poor chap, but was startled when the figure rose up to tower above him. Now, this creature chased the terrified man all the way home. Now, the bull beggar is another word for bogey, or bogey, as we said. Um, now, the story may be an invention of the 1880s, when two crossed bodies were discovered during quarrying activity. So when they were quarrying, they'd come across a grave and there's been um, two bodies diagonally across each other. Now, the tradition in that area was that when um, it was haunted by a black dog and the sound of footsteps would follow those who walked near the hill. And there must have been something strange about that burial for us to have put them in an X. Um, I'm no expert, but I am sure there's somebody out there that could answer that for us. Why would they have done that? Is it an ancient rite, uh, tradition, something like that? I'm not sure. Um, but the ancient sites seem to crop up over and over again, and you will start to realise the same patterns. The description, this almost orangutan-like hair, long hair on the arms, and the top, like the shoulders and the chest, being able to see the skin through the hair. This not being able to make out the features because the face is so dark or that the face is always continuously in shadow so that you don't see it. Now, a Tarnas Wildman is a good example of this. This happened in the 1960s. Uh, and it was written in a Scottish magazine, actually. And it came from an Englishman, a Sassanac, who had spent nearly two years on the island of Hoy during the Second World War. Now, one stormy day in winter, he says, I was walking or struggling along the cliff top at Tarnest. I'm not surprised. Tarnest is on the northeast coast of Scotland. The wind was high and howled about. I hope I've got that right, actually. Um, or am I thinking of Bancre? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, someone will tell me. The wind was high and howled about. Low-lying, swirling clouds part enveloped the land in a misty rain. Uh, at times, the pressure was so great that I was forced to bend and clutch at the heather to retain a footing. On one such occasion, on looking up, I was amazed to see that I had the company of what appeared to be a dozen or more wild men dancing about to and fro. These creatures were small in stature, but they did have they but they did not have long noses, nor did they appear kindly in demeanour. Uh, they possessed round faces sallowing complexion with long dark bedraggled hair as they danced about seeming to throw themselves over the cliff edge i felt that i was a witness to some ritual dance of a tribe of primitive men it's difficult to describe in a few words my feelings at this juncture or my bewilderment now the whole sequence could have lasted about three minutes until i was able to leave the cliff edge now, another account from very close by, well, I was right then, it's on the northeast coast, and next to the ancient bankery stones, is from a lady driving home one evening who saw something she still cannot really explain. It was recorded by a member of the Fortean Society, and he states, A friend of mine told me a story recently. While she was out with friends at the back end of midnight, she was driving through the back roads near Bankere, a small town near Aberdeen, she and another person saw something cross the road in front of the car. And the only description she could give me was it was a gorilla. This is the most level-headed person I know. Some would say overly sceptical, definitely, and usually rubbishes any ideas of a party and bent I try to persuade her with. 
but she sticks to her story to this day. Now, local men, Pete and George, were walking through a forestry track in the woods near their home of Tarpins Aberdeen, which is quite close to Bankers. They share a road, actually. Um, when they were nearing the end of the track, Pete saw a dark figure run from the trees on the left across the track, and the figure disappeared into the trees on the right of the track. He at first thought it was a man, but the figure left a strange foreboding in Pete. George did not see the figure and was busy telling Pete he was imagining things when a face appeared out of the tree behind Pete's back looking right at George. George was chilled to the bone as the face he was looking at. It looked human, but it was not human. It darted away just as quickly. And for some reason, George threw a large stone in its direction. He was probably terrified, I would imagine. Now, the two friends t- then left the area, feeling somewhat unnerved. But as it was a walk they had to do on a regular basis, they knew that they would have to return. He'd probably thrown the stone out of shock, in all honesty. You don't know how you're going to react, do you? Sometimes your body reacts without your brain even engaging, uh, as I know to my cost. Now, a few weeks later, the two friends, along with a third man they'd brought for added numbers, were to have another encounter with the creature as they were driving along the road into Tarpins, approximately two miles away from their first meeting. Now, in the witnesses' own words, suddenly, from the side of the road, there came this great, muscular, hairy figure bounding out, which started to run behind the car. At one point, it caught up and ran alongside the vehicle, knocked seemingly out of breath as it approached speeds of up to 35 miles an hour. Now, Pete describes the creature as strong and muscular, with red glowing eyes, a thick body covered in hair, and about six foot to six foot five inches in height, and it was jet black in colour. Now, the figure ran after them for several minutes, and then stopped abruptly in the middle of the road, leaving the terrified car occupants to carry on their journey to Tarpins alone. Now, the same or a similar creature, has also been reported by a lady who lives in an isolated cottage on the edge of the forest where Pete and George first saw the creature. Now, she's seen it on two occasions, watching her house from the woods. She, too, described the red glowing eyes. The only other report that I'm aware of is that of a man who caught a fleeting glance through high-powered binoculars as it darted through the forest clearing. Now, not too far away, and still in Scotland, is a report of two wild men on the Dromocta Pass, and that is a lonely road. A motorist was northbound on the A9 at the Dromocta Pass when two individuals crossed the road in front of him. He described them as one very large figure, approximately seven and a half feet tall, and the other one approximately two foot smaller. They jumped the barrier and disappeared out of sight. And he thinks he was travelling at about 45 to 50 miles an hour. He described them as large and covered in brown hair. The time of the sighting was approximately 2am. Now another motorist, also on a lonely Scottish road, made this report in 2016. And he stated, I would like to report an incident that happened to me in Argyll, Scotland, uh, one of my favourite places to be. It was down one of the single track roads that runs between Tainull and Delavish, 
on the road that runs alongside Loch Awe. Now there are miles and miles of forestry tracks that you can walk along and it's a good place to be if you want some solitude. You can walk for hours um, without bumping into anyone. It, it, it is an amazing place, I've been myself. There are tracks and trails crisscrossing the area and it's a short walk from Loch Ative and Loch Awe. And it has mu- mu- multiple places to go off track and just enjoy the time out in nature. Although I do question walking alone after seeing what I can only describe as a hunting party of two out there on the road that night. Something I will never forget. He said it happened on a cool night. It was around 1am in March 2016. He says I was driving back from a friend's house after an evening of chat and I was sober and in good spirits. I was alone in the car and at this point I was driving through the older parts of the forest. I noticed movement luckily as I was driving and suddenly from my left hand side I was startled by a deer running out across the road, running as fast as it could in flight. Um, I didn't have time to think what was chasing it. I looked back to see and it was being followed by a large man-like creature, really tall and very hairy and he was running, moving at a fast pace. It, he, took one long stride to cross the road, and without thinking, I stopped the car, eyes fixed on the running man. You see, the thing was, as soon as I hit the brakes and turned to look where they had come out of, the trees, off to my left, I see what looked like another one. This figure was smaller, younger, not so big and not so muscled but a wild man type thing all the same. It wasn't looking at me, but looking towards where the bigger one had run into the trees. I couldn't believe what I'd just seen. To this day, I still question it. I did get a good look at both of them. The moon was out. It was clear and crisp. It's not like I could have mistaken them for anything else. They looked like two wild men hunting. The first one that crossed over the road after the day was at height of, I would guess, about eight feet tall. He had hair all over and was naked, and it was hard to tell the colour at night, but it was dark, you know, just like the smaller one. It wasn't a huge road, but even so, its stride must have been at least least six feet to cover the distance in one leap like that. Now, the way it moved was startling to me. It was fluid and fast. The one on the hill looked smaller and younger, and the eyes were strange. The smaller one looked back at me with reflecting, glowing eyes, like a dog's does in the dark. I did not dare follow the larger man. And it didn't either. But it backed off into the darkness of the trees, and I was off. It gave me quite a fright. Now we change area now, but similar description again. The Walderslade Ape Man. Now a female witness named Maureen Bond had a sighting way back when she was 18. She was in a, with her boyfriend in a rural area when the unspeakable happened to her. It was late at night in some local woodland, woodland near Sherwood Avenue. They were sitting there chatting as normal couples do and Maureen's boyfriend decided to light a fire. As he was doing so, Maureen became aware that something was watching them. She looked up and just a few feet from where they were with two glowing eyes. As Maureen looked more closely, she saw the eyes belonged to a large, tall, bipedal creature that was covered head to toe in hair. It stood 
a couple of feet above her height, so she estimated the being to be in the seven-foot region. She watched the creature and was so full of fear she didn't dare alert her boyfriend to it. She then watched transfixed as the hairy creature stepped back into the foliage, concealing itself and blending in with the undergrowth. Despite it disappearing from view, Maury knew it was still there. He was still watching them, just keeping itself hidden back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.